I want us to turn our attention to this now. Sunday marked World Hemophilia Day and uh, today we're going to focus on this rare condition. Professor Marius Kutsia is an associate professor in the Department of Hematology and Cell Biology at the University of uh, the Free State. Professor Kutsia, good morning to you. Thank you for your time today. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, and uh, I've listened to the program so uh, and, and previously, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's great. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, uh, Professor Kutsia. I think let's firstly kick it off with what hemophilia is. I must say, you know, when we uh, had this come up as, as, a, as a potential subject for our conversation today, I had no idea exactly what it is we're speaking about. All right. Um, so, um, 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 when, to, to, when we bleed, uh, say we have a, a knife cut or something, mm. um, there are a number of um, proteins that, that uh, um, each play a role in succession. And um, almost like a row of dominoes, if, if there's one little funny domino, the, rest, the, the, the whole process can't complete. Mm. Now, hemophilia uh, is, is mostly... Uh, the deficiency of factor 8 uh, for hemophilia A and hemophilia B is factor 9. But they both uh, present the same uh, and have the same uh, problems. So um, it's a genetic condition. Um, uh, somewhere uh, in, in a family there's, there's a mutation and, and then uh, it, it, it follows through the family. But a number of them can be, almost a third of the cases can be brand new. Mm. Oh. Professor Kutze, when it comes to the bleeding that, that, that you're talking about here, what kind of bleeding is this? Is this bleeding that is caused by injury or does one just begin to bleed? Um, it's a combination of both. Mm. So um, emophilia affects males more than females, and for instance, so uh, um, a family would notice if they um, had a baby uh, circumcised very early, the, the bleeding would just not stop, or uh, if the baby uh, started getting uh, teeth uh, and or, or walking or running, uh, the baby would end up full, be full of bruises and so forth. Um, this, uh, so, so it's, um, um, it can be induced by the bleeding, can be induced by trauma, or or sometimes uh, happens spontaneously. When it comes to the spontaneous bleeding, is it at um, specific parts or through rather specific parts of, of, of the body? Because I imagine with an injury, of course, if you're hurt on your arm and, and that's the spot that bleeds, it, it makes sense. But if you're just having a spot, spontaneous bleeding, um, then do, can people expect where it's going I, to come from? Well, um, um, Classically, hemophilia uh, uh, has bleeds in joints like the knees, the ankles, and, and especially the elbows. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can get, uh, uh, after bumping your head, you can get a bleed in the brain uh, from, 
from uh, dental problems, you get bleeds in the mouth. You can get bleeds in the uh, gastrointestinal system. And then sometimes uh, even in muscles that are uh, stretched or, or hurt, um, so, so it's a, a um, but, but the big problem uh, is, is the the joint bleeds, especially, and and these, if not not treated properly, end up um, with with the patients being crippled and and disabled. I want us to take a couple of steps back, uh, Professor Kutsia, and perhaps just to try and understand what causes um, hemophilia, because you, you spoke about the fact that it is a genetic disease, but do we know what happens genetically uh, to cause this illness? Yes. Um, uh, the, the gene for, for um, the, the factor 80 is, is on um, the X chromosome. Now, uh, a, 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 a woman has two X chromosomes, and a, a man has only got one, an X and a Y. So um, there's a, a change uh, um, in the uh, genetic code, uh, you know, a mutation, we call it, or a variant, uh, that then um, causes the, the uh, factor eight gene that's produced by, by the um, cells uh, to be uh, defective um, and and uh, um, then just can't do its work. Uh, so, so uh, you know, uh, if, if a lady has one normal gene on a one X chromosome and, and, and uh, uh, an affected uh, a factor eight on the other, she can have mild hemophilia. But if a male has only got one X chromosome and and the mutation, then um, they they have hemophilia. The, uh, uh, and and uh, nowadays we can sequence this, uh, 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 these these genes, and um, there are um, some uh, 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 mutations that are more uh, uh, common than others. And uh, other mutations are uh, cause worse hemophilia than than others. When it comes to diagnosis, is it easy to diagnose? Well, uh, the, the the thing is, uh, it comes down to common things. And the most important thing is just to. Um, uh, Make a list of where all the bleeds are, um, if, especially if, if a, a, a boy is being bleeding from birth. Um, if there's a family history, and then uh, you know, uh, if you just make a list, uh, uh, um, how common the, the bleeds were, say for instance from the nose, mouth, uh, in the joints, muscles, and so forth. Um, there's a, uh, actually a score you can do uh, work out, which will um, alert the doctor. It's called the bleeding a bleeding assessment uh, tool, which will alert the doctor to do a clotting factor test, which uh, will um, will then uh, uh, show that there's a, a defect in the clotting, and then the laboratory will isolate and 
show that it's factor eight or nine that's the problem. Mm. Dr. Kutsia, you know, I've, I see that in in the U.S. there's, you know, some research that has been done to try and understand the prevalence of hemophilia in that population. In South Africa, do we have figures that sh- that tell us how prevalent this disease is? Um, we we have um, uh, a um, a list of of, of patients. Uh, it, it's around about 4,000, but this is probably an underestimate. And often people uh, are not not diagnosed or even just die young. So the list is about about 4,000 at the moment. Um, And... um, But but, uh, uh, people are trying to get a... Uh, a hemophilia registry going in South Africa and and locally we're part of the world bleeding disorder registry so trying to get the proper prevalence uh, uh, and 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 then find out exactly what the problems are and mm-hmm. how we can deal with them best does that point to challenges in um, the the system in as far as identifying and diagnosing yep. hemophilia is concerned? The, the thing is that um, it's, it's more important to ask, uh, uh, um, for instance, a patient before they go to theatre or whatever, to get, uh, just ask them, uh, have they had bleeds anywhere from their head, nose, mouth, uh, muscles, joints, urinary tract, uh, uh, their, their gut, uh, and so forth. And and if if they they've had had bleeds or recurrent bleeds or they needed blood transfusions and treatment, then you must actually just do uh, the common screening tests, which are not um, expensive and are commonly available. Mm. Given the fact that oftentimes you know when one is bleeding, they could be. A, a, a couple of other factors that that are leading to that um, does that present a challenge again yes, when it comes yes. to the diagnosis of hemophilia? Yeah. Um, so um, um, hemophilia is a bleeding disorder of which we are most aware, but there's also from the Lebron factor uh, deficiency, and uh, there are uh, we have blood platelets that are almost like postage stamps or stickers that, that uh, pack where we bleed. And they often defects with that. Um, and they, so there's, there's a whole, um, whole spectrum of, of bleeding disorders, but the main thing is just to be aware that this patient is bleeding more than, uh, uh, than, uh, than commonly. Um, the, the other thing is... Uh, also, that um, uh, lots of the the uh, drugs that we take, painkillers like uh, aspirin or anti-inflammatories, uh, uh, lots of herbal medication and so forth, can also uh, paralyze your platelets and and sometimes make you bleed more easily.
We're in conversation with Professor Marius Kutsia. We're talking about hemophilia today. And as always, I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006, especially if there's specific questions you want him to answer. On the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. We'll continue the conversation after the 11.30 news headlines. Professor Marius Kutsia is our guest for today. And like I said, uh, we're dealing with hemophilia, understanding this particular illness. Um, Professor Kutsia, what are the challenges that you find when it comes to treatment of hemophilia? Well, um, um, I, I, I think, f- firstly, uh, um, you know, uh, doctors and nurses should be uh, 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 more aware of hemophilia. The, the, the treatment um, uh, um, well, we've got new standards. Um, it, it is, um, uh, it's been shown that you should actually give patients factor eight or nine uh, um, every every few days, uh, whether it's weekly, twice a week, or whatever, so that they ha- actually have uh, factor eight, the factor in their uh, bodies, and then they bleed less, and they have, uh, uh, they can virtually live normal lives. And now um, the thing is that uh, uh, this, this treatment uh, comes in, in, in various forms. The most common one is actually just clotting factors that are uh, um, um, isolated from or made from, from donated blood. Um, they treated uh, very well to to prevent uh, viral transmissions, and then uh, patients um, learn to inject themselves. Uh, parents learn to inject uh, toddlers, and and they actually get pretty uh, good at this, uh, or, or finding their veins, etc. And 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 if we can, but but now the thing is, the clotting factor um, is expensive, so. Um, Often, um, uh, you know, uh, hospitals um, or medical aids w- would be rather uh, uh, careful to, to issue, issue too much. But the thing is, if you can give people prophylaxis, that means uh, treatment uh, every few days, they, they don't have bleeds, their quality of life improves and and. Uh, they have much less medical complications. So, uh, while the the medical aid or the pharmacy uh, bill would be higher, uh, you'd prevent uh, 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 people uh, being disabled, and you'd have them economically active and happy. Uh, so, so uh, the, the the problem actually is the cost. And and then you know um, uh, uh, just just making certain that the local pharmacy or hospital actually stocks uh, the factor near where the patient lives. Does that answer your question? Yes, 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 it does. And in fact, it brings me to another question. Um, What is the average lifespan, especially 
of 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 people who who have hemophilia and i wonder because it's a, it's a genetic disease that mm. uh, you know somebody lives with it their whole life or or are they those that develop it later on in life um well um uh, let's start with the easy aspect so with treatment and especially prophylaxis people can live uh, into their 80s uh, uh, and, and we're seeing this more and more common. So whereas if you don't treat it, of course, the life expectancy is, is diminished uh, uh, less. Um, there are very... Uh, uh, now, just to... Uh, uh, you ask, ask if one can develop it later in life. Um, there is a form of acquired hemophilia that can occur in males and females, um, and it usually occurs, say, just sometimes after pregnancy or a result of, of uh, a side effect of some cancer or whatever, and um, it's managed with basically the same principles, but that's very scarce. All right. Uh, I'm going to take some of the questions that are coming through for you now, uh, Professor Kutsia, on this question. Uh, what I'll do is that I'll play the WhatsApp voice note and then I'll give you an opportunity to respond. I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. That's the phone line. And on the WhatsApp line, 614-104-107. Hi, this is Kathy. I can hear doctor is talking about the blood clotting or something like that. I uh, I got that, uh, but I don't know if it's a blood clotting, but when the result of the blood comes out, it comes with the report says that there's a blood clot, but they don't know what is causing it. And um, it comes when I check my viral load as I am HIV positive. So. Now, sometimes on my body, on my thighs, or my legs, or on my arm, you'll see like I got, you know, when you fell or something hit you, you'll get that mark, that red or blue mark, mostly. But I won't know what happened to me, how I got hurt. But it just shows in any part of my body. Mm. Professor Kutsia? Um Well, um, um the, the, the lady mentioned um, HIV. Um, if HIV is not uh, managed well, uh, it can um, often uh, uh, affect uh, your, your platelets, and you have too few platelets and then breathe, breathe and bruise easily. Uh, in, so so uh, the, the first step is, is actually to, to uh, um, get the viral load down, and and uh, uh, but um, they might you might need a, a special treatment. Uh, at Baragwanis, they've actually described a few very rare cases of people with HIV who developed acquired hemophilia. Mm. Um, and again, uh, the uh, um, uh, uh, getting the uh, viral load down with with uh, with ARV, ARVs and so forth is 
the, the most important part of the treatment. But that lady should go and see me, uh, a doctor. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. I'll continue with more of your questions uh, for Professor Kutsia after this. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. I'm continuing with more of your questions for Professor Marius Kutsia. Before I take more of your voice notes, let me take this question here. Professor Kutsia, Masonto in Guyan is asking, what happens when a hemophilic patient has a valve inserted into their heart? Uh, would they take aspirin and warfarin as they should or will they be contraindicated? Well, that's a quite a complex uh, 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 question. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, it, it would depend on, on uh, exactly which type of valve is inserted. And um, the uh, and also the um, whether the patient has got severe hemophilia or mild hemophilia, mm. but they might there is probably a role for for uh, for uh, some some form of anticoagulation, but it would it would really be a specialist clinic that that uh, uh, would need to manage that. So, 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 what advice would you would you um, have for I, this I, I, I would I would say that that uh, uh, the, the the lady should uh, the, the, the person should 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 um, um, uh, really speak to the to the to the uh, to the nurses and doctors involved and and um, I don't know if, it, if the procedure has been done yet, but um, it, it she should really be under the care of of, uh, of a specialist clinic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's leave it there then uh, with that particular issue. Uh, to Cape Town now, Sitkolele, uh, good morning. Good morning, Sister. How are you? I'm well, thank you. All right. Um, good morning, Doctor. Yes. Um, I just have two questions. Um, I've got a, a, a month-old baby. Um, we, we we were told at the hospital um, that she is um, he's got an hemophilia. So yes. I've got two questions. The first question is, um, under normal circumstances, um, how many tests are, are required to confirm that um, one person has hemophilia? And the second question, is there a possibility that one can be misdiagnosed? Um, sorry, the, can you just say the second question again? The second question? Yes. Is is there a possibility that um, one can be misdiagnosed? Um, right. Uh, look, uh, firstly, uh, um, uh, I, I would ask, is there a, a, a family history uh, of yes. uncles or aunts uh, especially the mother's, um, say, father or, or, or brothers. It's it's my my partner's brother. He's got him for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So so um, look. Um, uh, the the thing is, it's there's just a. a there's a series series of clotting tests one does, but usually just on one tube of blood um, to to diagnose uh, hemophilia. 
And uh, one doesn't need to repeat this. Uh, the um, the other thing about you, you uh, so so um, sometimes people might have antibodies or some kind of weird form of hemophilia, but you know, but usually it's just one or two tests that that mm. uh, most labs can do. The other so um, the other things about misdiagnosis. Well, um, uh, in the first month of life, most babies clotting factors are are slightly low. So um, uh, 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 unless you use those those low reference ranges, um, mm. it can sometimes be a, a bit confusing. But with the uh, with the with the family history, it, it seems that they just need to confirm whether uh, the the boy has the, the same form of hemophilia as as your partner's brother. Hmm. So, and just to maybe give you some some context on it, um, when when the baby was going to be discharged, like this is after birth, so yes. my partner had notified the doctors that there is history of hemophilia in the family, so they had to keep him at the hospital and they drew blood samples from him to take them to the lab. So after that, they did because those tests came back and they said they couldn't pick up anything. Then they had to do another. They had to draw more blood from him, um, and then they run. They ran those tests. Those tests came back again, and they were inconclusive. So they had to do a third one. They referred us to to Red Cross Hospital, and then that's where they did the tests again. So those results came back, and they said um, he's got hemophilia. So they needed to do more tests to determine now is it factor nine or factor eight. Um, so he came back and it said it's factor eight. Now, as things stand, they had to draw more blood um, to run more tests. So they said he must come back now on the 5th of May for those results. So that's where my questions um, were coming from. Like, this is a lot of blood that's going from Unfortunately, um, sometimes if people you know, draw blood on on newborn babies, uh, it's, it's it's very difficult to get the blood or, or the blood clots in the in the syringe and so forth. So it's not possible to do the tests. Or and the other thing is that the volume of blood that they obtain is often so little that they can't do all the tests they they like. But um, if a baby's been to Red Cross. Uh, uh, um, it's, it, they they know uh, their job there. They have excellent hematologists uh, and also people in the laboratory. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, I think um, they probably just want to to uh, check a, f- a few months later to see uh, if. The baby didn't have a very sort of because of the age had had a very low level, uh, and then you know, say uh, in May it's a few months later, and then you, the baby's uh, clotting system would have grown up, you know, more and matured. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think the main the main thing now. Is, is also to discuss uh, uh, the treatment uh, 
that was actually going to be my next question, what mm-hmm. like the treatment okay. was. Because I do know that there is the the, the injection um, route. So now I was just wondering, I was listening on the radio, but unfortunately I didn't really catch on, on on the other options that one can go for. Yes, yes, okay. So, so, so uh, look, uh, um, um, uh, uh, there are um, various treatments. The, the new form of treatment is a... Is a um, is an, um, is an artificially made uh, um, sort of antibody that works like uh, a factor eight, uh, and you inject it just under the skin, so that makes it easier. But because it is a new drug, uh, the um, it's, it's very expensive, and mm-hmm. uh, and and. Uh, um, the, uh, the the thing is, there will be guidelines uh, that are going to be published in the South African Medical Journal about in, in which cases uh, this new drug should be used. Uh, so, uh, um, but you, uh, they would probably just start off with the with the um, the ordinary injections, uh, intravenous injections, and then uh, uh, follow up. But remember, if the baby hasn't got uh, easy veins, one would perhaps think of changing to this new drug called Himlibra. Mm. Um, so that also comes jump. in the form of an injection. And they, but that's just under the skin, hey? Just like just, just like insulin. And then just just I'll just mention the the, the further development is that there's also gene therapy for hemophilia. And nowadays, it's 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 uh, the Getting pretty advanced, but it's only, a, uh, um, but it's sli- slightly experimental, but uh, with with very good results. But you can only do this in adults because of uh, uh, you know the, it's a genetic uh, treatment. Mm. All right. Tolele, let me thank you so much for that call. I hope that uh, Professor Kutsia has been able to answer. A significant part of your questions and and all of the best, um, you know, with your newborn. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm back with more of your WhatsApp questions. Well, let's continue with Professor Marius Kutsia talking about hemophilia and uh, his responding to many of your questions. Uh, Professor Kutsia, I've got a couple of more WhatsApp voice notes for you. I'm going to go straight to them. And as always, I'll give you an opportunity to respond after I've played one. Hi, Kathy. Um, my daughter was at age 17 diagnosed with um, Turner syndrome, and that has many um, disorders besides ADHD. Um, she will also not be able to have a pregnancy or full pregnancy term, and um, they're monitoring her heart, etc. But what is a big concern for us is the bleeding. So she has these small blisters, um, blood blisters on the skin, a lot of them, and they um, suddenly start to bleed. And it's almost as if the brain um, takes a while to register that there is some bleeding taking place there and some something needs to happen. Um, does the doctor have any advice for that? Thank you. Professor Kutsia? Yes. Um, um, uh, w- with Turner syndrome, uh, you can 
actually also have a, a mild form of hemophilia uh, because of the um, X chromosomes that are involved. Um, uh, so uh, I, I don't know if uh, her daughter has been uh, checked for that. Um, the, uh, uh, the usually with with uh, hemophilia we don't have um, blood blood blisters, you know, uh, but it but it might be uh, because of another cause, and uh, one should. Uh, uh, perhaps just look at uh, all the um, supplements uh, and 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 uh, 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 medicine that that her daughter is, is taking, um, and um, just see if there's not something there that that actually uh, can just tip the scale towards bleeding. Mm-hmm. The other thing I just wanted to mention is that um, uh, you know, uh, for, for instance. Uh, uh, People, uh, women with hemophilia or that are carriers uh, have mild hemophilia and they can have extremely, uh, in, uh, really bad uh, 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 um, periods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if a girl's been having uh, severe periods from, from the start, uh, one should always think of, of an underlying uh, bleeding disorder. And fortunately, uh, we can actually treat this sort of thing pretty well. And and how does one make the distinction between what the cause of of the heavy bleeding okay, might okay. be? Well, well, um, there uh, for, for in her daughter's case, I would, uh, you know, one could, could uh, just do the basic test to see how many blood cells there are, which is anemic, if enough platelets. And and then one can um, also just check if they do a screening test to see if there are any problems, say, with with factor 8 or or 9. But that that will be very easy to do. Okay. All right. Let me take another WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Kathy. May I ask the doctor there uh, about uh, hematuria, uh, where they found that... uh, it was uh, idiopathic, meaning that they didn't uh, know what was causing it. And uh, what is the uh, future effects of uh, hematuria where uh, the causes cannot be found? Thanks, Frank. Okay. Um, um, the caller uh, is, is, is talking about um, um, red blood uh, in the urine. Mm. Uh, so uh, that that can um, has got various causes from from uh, the kidney, uh, bladder, etc. Et um, so um, uh, if it doesn't clear up, one should actually just uh, uh, speak to a uro- urologist, you know, who works with the urinary tract. But uh, hematuria can also occur as a result of um, um, a hemophilia. Uh, we, we usually just give lots of fluids and it sort of washes out the blood and and uh, giving uh, the, the clotting factor also um, treats it uh, effectively. 
Another question for you here, Professor Gutsia, is uh, from Tabang in Bolugwani, who wants to know what the difference between hemophilia and trisonomy 21 is. Okay. Uh, um, uh, um, so um, hemophilia uh, is, is uh, you have um, the normal number of chromosomes per cell. But there's just a, a, a small sort of micro uh, um, mutation. But uh, um, I think he mentioned trisomy 21. There, uh, the uh, person has, instead of two uh, uh, chromosomes, 21 has three. And, and uh, this is usually uh, associated with, with Down syndrome. But, but there the number of, of, of uh, chromosomes in, in, the, uh, in the, each cell uh, is different. Um, and people with Down syndrome don't usually have hemophilia, but, you know. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go ahead, Professor Kutsia. All right. So, so uh, I, I, I think... Um, Perhaps a take-home message is that that uh, 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 if if people have have, uh, have a regular bleeds, if they've got a family history, uh, 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 then then they should should talk to the their nurse or or, or, or doctor, and and uh, to see if they haven't got a bleeding disorder, and if we uh, uh, if it's hemophilia, uh, the uh, Good news is that we are uh, uh, now um, uh, treating people prophylactically. We give them regular factor eight or uh, some of the newer treatments, and uh, they can actually uh, live a pretty normal life. All right. Fantastic. Professor Marius Gutsia, he's an associate professor in the Department of Hematology and Cell Biology at the University of the Free State. That's where we'll wrap it up for today on The Talking Point. The update at noon up next with Sakina Kamwindo.